I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's the Opposition Research Podcast on HawkeyeNation.com. Welcome to the Opposition Research Podcast here on HawkeyeNation.com. My name is Andrew Downs. Each week I'll find a beat reporter, blogger, or broadcaster that covers Iowa's upcoming opponent. If you have a suggestion for who I should talk to in a given week, or if you have any questions you'd like me to ask, you can find me on Twitter at Andrew C. Downs. Let's get to this week's game. Iowa opens Big Ten play on the road at Rutgers. A 6 o'clock kick. It looks to be a low-scoring game with a couple of struggling offenses. At last check, Iowa is a a 7.5 point favorite. And my guest today covers Rutgers. For NJ Advanced Media, NJ.com. It is Brian Fonseca. Brian, thank you so much for the time. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be on with you. Thank you for the invite. You know, I listened to your Rutgers rant podcast from uh, from this week, and uh, you guys do a great job with that. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, if you change a few of the names, if you take away the East Coast accents, you guys could be doing a podcast about the Iowa Hawkeyes, right? Uh, uninspired play calling, lack of execution from the quarterback position, a struggling offensive line. So despite a 3-0 and start, the Rutgers offense seems to be a source of frustration over in Piscataway. Yeah, yeah, it's been a very tough go of things early on in the season. Uh, multiple factors have contributed to that between, you know, you have an injured, you have an injured starting quarterback, you have uh, the backup quarterback, uh, Gavin Wimsett, gets hurt uh, in the third game of the season against Temple. Um, the, their, your best wide receiver, who people projected to be, you know, a, a big upgrade over Bo Melton, the guy who went to the NFL, uh, Todd Harris, he leaves the program after one game. Um, an offensive line, a make, makeshift offensive line with four new guys in the six-man rotation, really has had some tough moments. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, we can all expect uh, the, the, the over/under on this game. I believe last time I checked was 34 and a half points. I really believe it'll be be an under. It's going to be a rough, rough Saturday uh, based on how the first three games of the season went. Yeah, it was funny. Sunday when that number came out, a bunch of people were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's that low, and yet everybody's still hammering the under because I agree with you completely. I can't imagine this is a high-scoring game. So so the micro problems between the two teams are, are similar, but you know, taking a step back to the macro where Iowa has found success relying on defense and special teams, Rutgers has lost 19 straight Big Ten home games dating back to 2017. So how important is this game to this program and to the fan base there it'd be a huge win if they can get it one because you're beating an established big 10 team i think it's fair to say that iowa is one of the favorites is not the favorite to win the big 10 west in spite of you know some offensive difficulties uh, so it's a team they had never beaten before and it gets them off to a 4-0 start for the first time since 2012 which is when they won the the first and only time they won the big east so uh, it would be a huge win uh, it's going to be the first night game they've had in, in five years it's uh, a really uh, built-up game that I, th- I think we could probably agree because of the low-scoring nature is probably going to be close. So if they could steal this win, they're going to be better than a lot of people projected them to do for an entire season. I think I predicted them to be four and eight at, at you know in the preseason. So just to give you a perspective of how unexpected this, this start would be, and I think uh, if they're able to steal this, they go into Ohio State the week after, and they're obviously going to lose that game. But you welcome Nebraska after that. Rutgers could get off to a five and one start and really become you know one of the stories of of college football at that point. 
A lot on the line here. Uh, let's look at that offense. Who do you expect to play quarterback on Saturday night, and kind of what overall is that offense looking to do? I, and as of now, given uh, Greg Schaun said on Monday that both Noah Vedrill and Gavin Wimsett are game-time decisions, if we're working on the assumption that neither of them will play and Evan Simon is the only scholarship quarterback left, uh, he played most of the game against Temple due to the injuries, uh, I think what they're hoping to do is, is – a lot better in the passing game than they have the first three games. They they had 59 passing yards against Temple, uh, no completions beyond you know, 10 yards, just uh, a really rough go of things. And I, at, at its best, this Rutgers offense will run the ball. The offensive line will be able to get some push and uh, allow the running backs to uh, move the ball. I don't know if that's going to be a successful formula against Iowa the way it was against Boston College or against Temple. Um, so ideally, they, they move the ball on the ground. They give Simon chances to move the ball through simple passes through the air, and they score. I think scoring one touchdown on this Iowa defense would be an achievement for this offense, so uh, that's kind of just where the bar is at at this point. Yeah, through three games, Iowa's given up one touchdown uh, defensively uh, this season. Defensively for Rutgers, what players or position groups are most notable? Who should we be looking at as Hawkeye fans come Saturday night? The defensive line has been the, the best uh, unit on the team on either side of the ball so far. And from what I understand, the Iowa offensive line has not been playing very well, so I think that will be a matchup that Rutgers will look to exploit. Uh, Aaron Lewis, uh, defensive end, sophomore, uh, he is re- really impressive so far. He was really good against Temple, 11 tackles, two TFLs, a forced fumble, just about every play he's in the backfield. Uh, Rutgers has done really well against the run. They're second nationally in rush defense, which, again, given the competition they faced, isn't as impressive as it sounds, but it is it is a, a good sign of the, the deep defensive line rotation they have is working well. Their two starting linebackers, who were a big question mark entering the year, have been pretty solid in Deion Jennings and Tyron Powell. And uh, the secondary has five interceptions. A lot of that came against Wagner, but uh, the, 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 they're more ball hawkish than uh, maybe people expected entering the season. So uh, the defense is, is um, again, much like Iowa, the strength of this team. And I think if they're able to get you know, pressure on the quarterback, get into the backfield, and, and tackle Iowa's running backs as they've done so well recently, uh, I think that'll be their only chance of, of any real success. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, Brian, let's cut to the chase. The matchup that everyone is waiting for, the one that has the country enraptured, the punters. We here and I, we love Tory Taylor. We're proud of him, but uh, it's pretty clear objectively. Adam Korsak is, is the best punter in the Big Ten. Uh, it, this is kind of a, an interesting matchup between these two teams here. Yeah, and they're going to have a lot of work on Saturday from, yes, from what we can gather. So uh, I think uh, it's going to be very, very fun. I think Iowa, more than any other you know, program in the country appreciates punting. I, re- I still remember when Adam, when Rutgers went to Iowa a few years ago and Adam Korsak was getting, you know, a, a lot of respect from the Iowa fan base uh, during the game, after the game. I, from what I've read, that Iowa is chanting MVP at their punter in the pregame warm-up. So I think there will be a lot of mutual uh, appreciation. And on the Rutgers end, Rutgers, their best player has been a punter for the past four or five years since 
Corsac has been around. So I think there will be mutual uh, respect and understanding and appreciation for uh, the punt-off that is probably going to happen on Saturday. But as these things always go, we expect a punt-off. This game could, you know, become a 55-49 barn burner for all we know. Yeah, right, exactly. It would be that, that high-scoring game. You know, one of the most uh, popular shirts around here is punting is winning, uh, if that tells you anything about this, this Hawkeye team. Uh, so, Brian, despite nearly a decade in the same conference, these teams have only played twice, with Iowa winning both of those games. So wh- what's your what's your take on kind of what is the Rutgers program and the fan base? What, what's the view of Iowa from New Jersey uh, within Rutgers? I would say, uh, you know, a prototypical Big Ten program. I think when you think of Iowa, when you think of Kirk Ferentz, you think of a hard-nosed defense, a team that runs is run-first offense, a team that has a pretty solid baseline of success. And a team that that loves to punt. I think that's pretty much the the, the view of it here. And I think Rutgers' upper limit, maybe the hope for this program, if they ever get rolling, is to be sort of an Iowa, a team that plays that sort of style and that reaches, maybe doesn't reach the heights uh, of an Ohio State, of a Michigan, of a Michigan State, but is constantly at that eight-win, nine-win window, and every once in a while can hit that one home run year where everything comes together and you maybe win 10 games and have a shot at, at you know winning the division. So uh, I think, yeah, is it, Iowa is uh, a model that Rutgers should, a uh, program that Rutgers is trying to model itself after. And uh, I think clearly in the way that they've been playing under Greg Schiano this season, uh, the play style at the very least is mimicking that. It's Iowa's first road game of the season. Rutgers, I know, looking to sell it out, as he said, it should, should be a fun night. Do you expect the atmosphere to play a factor in the game? I think so. I think this is the first time that a lot of these Rutgers players, I, a majority of the roster has played. Actually, let me, let me correct that. Oh, there's only one player on this roster that was even on the team in 2017, the last time they hosted a Big Ten home game. He didn't play. So this is going to be a new experience for pretty much everybody. Uh, I think Rutgers fans are juiced up and excited to finally have a reason to be excited to be at a night game, to be able to cheer. And I think all that pent-up aggression and, and excitement will come out. So certainly I, I think it could uh, have an impact uh, given that you said I was first row game. So uh, we'll see. And, and Rutgers certainly needed to be uh, a factor because, again, they need all the help they can get. He is Brian Fonseca of NJ Advanced Media. Check out his work, NJ.com. Follow him on Twitter. Brian, I'm going to need some help with your, your, your Twitter handle here, man. Brian NNNF. What, what's that mean? Four ends. So, yes, I get asked this a lot. Uh, I tried to do Brian F., which is my name. The first three ends were taken, so I just kind of rolled with it. And um, unfortunately, it's kind of followed me along. So, yes, it's Brian with an I and four ends and an F at the end. Love it. Give him a follow, uh, certainly this week and, and moving forward. And again, I, I recommend that Rutgers, uh, what is it, the, the Rutgers, what's your podcast Rant. called? Yeah, the Rutgers Rant. I, I like that. It's a good name and it's, it's a fun podcast. Man, thank you so much for the time. I, I really appreciate it and, uh, and enjoy yourself Saturday night. Hopefully it doesn't turn into been, we had a game last Saturday night here in Iowa City. Uh, it got rained, rain delayed, lightning delayed. It ended up being a seven-hour slog. Uh, so let's hope for a, a quicker game this weekend. I hear you. If that happens to us over here in Piscataway, it might be the last game I ever cover. So, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate uh, appreciate the time.
So there it is. Rutgers, uh, you know, maybe not feeling super confident, but understands that th- there's a lot to be gained from this game for Rutgers. Not just a, a 4-0 start, but a season where a lot of people didn't expect them to do a whole lot. Uh, they feel like if they can get this win, uh, it can really change the the uh, the trajectory of their season and maybe their program. Maybe they get closer to uh, becoming what, what Iowa has become over the last 23 years under Kirk Ferentz. And a big, big game for Iowa, man. This is a big spot. Uh, you know, not a mathematical must win, but I think if you're holding out any hope as I am that Iowa can get this thing turned around and still have a successful season, you know, an, an eight, nine win season, compete for a Big Ten West title, those type of things, you need to win this game. You need to look good doing it. You need to, you hope the offense, um, Continues that forward momentum a little bit. Uh, we heard today that Keegan Johnson not likely to play. Kirk Ferentz talked about the nagging injury, and that's kept him out of practice all week long. So don't expect him out there, but do expect uh, you know Nico Regani back, and you know hopefully they gain some confidence with the win over Nevada. I think that second half was just so strange with the, the rainouts and everything, but uh, uh, you know, hopefully Iowa can go because this is a this is a big game, a big big game. You can't lose this one and still have a good uh, or very good season. I don't think, I don't believe. Uh, obviously, again, mathematically you can, but it feels like if you go and lose your first Big Ten game, if you start two and two, if you lose to Rutgers, and then you got Michigan coming to town, you still have Ohio State on the schedule, you still got the rest of the Big Ten West. Uh, that that's a really uh, it, it becomes a lot harder to be optimistic, which is something I always try to be here. I appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. Check out all of our coverage at HawkeyeNation.com. We'll be back Thursday with the Hawkeye Nation radio show. If you're listening on the radio, that's 106.3 KXNO in Des Moines or the iHeartRadio app, and it'll also be posted on your podcast feed right here at HawkeyeNation.com. Thank you for listening, and go Hawks. <laughs>